Ciao, sono Mark e oggi ho una notizia. We have some fantastic news for Italian learners. Starting February 2024, our Coffee Break Italian Masterclass is a brand new way to help you take your Italian to the next level. Aimed at intermediate Italian speakers who want to move on to an advanced level, the Masterclass covers advanced topics such as pronouns, the conditional perfect, the passive voice, subjunctive structures and much more, and it ultimately helps you sound more Italian. It's a six-month coaching course with a different module covered each month and it starts on the 1st of February. The lessons are self-access so you can work through each module and benefit from feedback and support from our wonderful masterclass tutors Francesca and Maurizio. Imagine building your fluency with the Coffee Break Italian team over the next six months. Does this sound fantastico? Search today for Coffee Break Italian Masterclass or visit coffeebreaklanguages.com Italian and join the class of February 2024. Places are limited and we're starting soon. Allora, cosa aspetti? Ci vediamo alla Masterclass. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Coffee Break Italian Season 2, Episode 4. Buongiorno a tutti, benvenuti a Coffee Break Italian. Io sono Mark. Ciao a tutti, sono Francesca. E sono Ella. E siamo molto contenti di essere qua con voi ancora una volta. Allora ragazze, come state? Ella, come stai? Molto bene, grazie. E Francesco, come stai tu? Ah sì, molto bene, grazie. Okay, in this episode, we are continuing the topic of verbs. It may seem that we are really going over verbs a little too much, but I honestly feel that verbs are they're the backbone of a language. They're the, the skeleton of the language that everything else hangs off. So if you get your verbs right, then you will be doing well and you'll be able to hang everything else on that structure, that skeleton of the language. So in this episode, we're continuing to look at verbs, but we're going to be looking at a different conjugation of verbs, a different group of verbs, if you like. We've seen are verbs already, but this time it's time to look at ere verbs. As usual, we'll start with a presentation and then we'll come back for some practice after the break. Allora, siamo pronti? Sì, come sempre, mettiamoci al lavoro. E io vi ascolto. By now, we know that you are experts when it comes to are verbs. You've been conjugating them since the beginning of season two. In the past three lessons, we've looked at are and also some of the spelling changes that happen. And also, we've been looking at reflexive verbs. However, there are other groups of verbs, other conjugations of verbs. We'd actually talk about three conjugations in Italian. There are are verbs, ending in A-R-E. There are also... Ere, verbs ending in E-R-E, and ire, verbs sì. ending in I-R-E. So we have these three conjugations of regular verbs. There are also some verbs that we would say are irregular verbs, but we're going to leave them for uh-huh, just now. Yeah. Troppo difficile. Sì, sì, sì. But let's focus on our regular verbs. 
And indeed, most of the verbs are are, but there are some very useful verbs that end in ere and ire. Before we go on to them, let's just remind ourselves of the full conjugation of an are verb. Let's take parlare. Okay. Parlo, parli, parla, parliamo, parlate, parlano. Now, the reason I wanted to go through that conjugation is because those endings, o, i, a, iamo, ate, oh no, <laughs> because of the stress, are actually, although they're not identical to the, the endings that we use for an ere verb, they're very similar. Si. And there are definitely patterns that you'll recognise as soon as we start looking at an ere verb. We're going to be adding to this whole idea of the kind of things that you do during the week or the kind of things that you do regularly and looking at some ere verbs, some of which we've already come across. Certo. For example, uh, let's think back to when we talked about booking into hotels and asked, could I see the room, please? Posso vedere la camera, per favore? So listen to the verb to see. Vedere. So can I see the room, please? Posso vedere la camera, per favore? So we're going to look at vedere a little more clearly, sì. carefully. We also came across, let's think about uh, when we were talking about opening and closing times, uh, something like the shop closes at five. Il negozio chiude alle cinque. So there, chiude comes from the verb. Chiudere. Chiudere. Now, chiudere, another ere verb, an sì. ere verb. And again, we'll be looking at that a little later. One more example, and that was when we were talking about giving directions and the verb to take. Prendere. Prendere. To take, and that's another ere verb. For example, we were talking about prende la prima destra, take the first on the right. Don't worry too much about this just now. We're just using these as examples of verbs that we've already come across that end in ere. And let's look at how we would uh, conjugate sì. a verb in ere now. Let's take prendere. Okay, let's take to take. Let's take to take, yeah. <laughs> and notice where we're putting our stress there. Prendere. Sì, um, it's different from are verbs. Are verbs are normally stressed on the ending of the infinitive. Parlare, amare, guardare, abitare. It's always are which is stressed. Ere verbs, when we talk about the infinitive, are stressed on the stem. For example, prendere, chiudere, ripetere. There is one exception, which is verb uh, to see, vedere, which is not vedere, but it's actually vedere. vedere. As in, posso vedere la camera. Sì. Okay. So, if we're taking our example verb prendere, Sì. We're going to conjugate this now in its six parts. And remember, use your finger pointing that we've talked about before. Don't forget. I take. Prendo. Sounds familiar, that ending, doesn't ah, it? Ah, yeah, it rings a bell. <laughs> you take. Prendi. Mm, another familiar ending. Mm -hmm. So, prendo, prendi, then he or she takes. Prende. Now, that's where it changes. This is the first difference from are verbs. The third person singular, the he-she form of an are verb would be, he speaks, for example. Parla. Parla. So the a sound at the end. But with ere verbs, we've e. got e. 
Prende. So, so just to be absolutely clear, that's a letter E mm-hmm. as an egg, but it's an E sound in Italian. So si. prende. Prende. He takes or she takes. So let's go through those first three again. I take. Prendo. You take. Prendi. He or she takes. Prende. And let's go on with the noi form, the we take. Prendiamo. It's back to sounding familiar again. And then the you form. Prendete. Right, so we've got another change here, another alarm bell ringing. Prendete. Prendere. In the infinitive becomes prendete in the the you plural form, the voi form, second person plural. And then the they form. Prendono. Now listen very, very, very carefully to that ending. Prendono. They take. Prendono. Compare that to they speak. Parlano. It's very difficult to hear, but parlano has an a sound, a ah sound in there, parlano, but they take, prendono, has an o sound, si. prendono. Okay, that's not best pronunciation there when I'm saying prendono and parlano. <laughs> it just, to, to stress that parlano and prendono, a different sound there in the loro form, the, the they form. So let's go through the whole verb prendere again. Prendo. Prendi, prende, prendiamo, prendete, prendono. Perfetto. Let's apply what we know now about ere verbs to another ere verb, another one that we've seen, and that's the verb to close. Chiudere. It's quite tricky to spell this verb, I always think. C-H-I-U-D-E-R-E. So again, the stress there happening on the, the stem, chiudere. Let's put our endings onto this stem. Va bene. I close. Chiudo. You close. Chiudi. And what happens with he, she or it closes? Oh, chiude. Aha, we've heard il negozio, chiude, alle cinque. We've heard this before. So let's, we continue with we close. Chiudiamo. You all close, close, close. (laughs) Chiudete. And they close. Chiudono. So the changes take place in the third person singular si. and the second and third person plural. Si. The he, she, it form, the you plural and the they forms. Chiudo, chiudi, chiude, chiudiamo, chiudete, chiudono. Let's put some of this into practice. We're going to go back to prendere because prendere is a very useful word. It literally means to take, as si. we know. However, we also use it when we're Ordering food. What are you having? Si. I'll take a such and such. So we're going to imagine that we're in an Italian cafe and we're going to be translating some sentences that you might hear or you might have to say yourself in Italian. So, for example, you may hear the waiter or the waitress saying, good morning. What are you having? What are you taking? What do you take? So the waiter or waitress would say... Buongiorno, cosa prendete? If if he or she is talking to a group of people, cosa prendete? If he or she was just talking to one person, probably they would be polite. So they would say... Cosa prende? Cosa prende? The lei form, which uses that he, she or it form. Cosa prende? And if they were talking perhaps to a child... Cosa prendi? Cosa prendi? The tu form there. Now, if... I were saying, well, I'll have a cappuccino. 
I would say. Prendo un cappuccino. I take a cappuccino, literally. I'll have a cappuccino. Prendo un cappuccino. And if I were turning round and, and asking my friend Francesca, what are you having? E, e tu cosa prendi? There we've got cosa prendi. Prendi, we've seen that already, the tu form, cosa prendi. Now, perhaps we could say we'll also have a, a croissant. Prendiamo anche un croissant o un cornetto. Un cornetto. <laughs> Più italiano. <okay. laughs> Più italiano. Prendiamo, we take, literally, we'll have. Prendiamo anche un croissant, un croissant o un cornetto. And uh, another situation may be that you're with a, a business colleague and you might want to ask uh, uh, Mr. Rossi, uh, will you have something to drink? Signor Rossi, prende qualcosa da bere? Listen again to the form of prendere there. Signor Rossi, prende qualcosa da bere? Perfetto. So prendere, a very, very useful verb. Very important to know in all its forms. Let's run through the forms one more time. Prendo, prendi, prende, prendiamo, prendete, prendono. Excellent. Let's apply what we know. We've already seen prendere, we've seen chiudere. Let's apply this to another verb, another verb that we've encountered before. And that word is scrivere. Sì. To write, mm-hmm. to scribe, if you scribe. think about that. <laughs> so we've seen it as in come si scrive. How uh-huh. is it written? How do you write that? Come si scrive. So let's have our listeners conjugate this one. Okay. I write would be... Jessica? Scrivo. You write the two form. Scrivi. And then he, she or it writes. Scrive. What about we write? Jessica? Scriviamo. And you all write. Scrivete. And finally, they write. Scrivono. They write, scrivono. Scrivo, scrivi, scrive. Scriviamo, scrivete, scrivono. Just remember the stress there and where the stress is placed on each part of that verb of the conjugation. Now, as with many aspects of Italian and indeed every language, there are of course some exceptions to the rule. Indeed, sometimes there are so many exceptions to the rule that they become a rule in themselves. <laughs> That's why we love Italian. <laughs> Absolutely. So some verbs do require a little bit of special attention. And just as we learned with the care and gare verbs, where there's a little bit of spelling changing going on to help the sound of the verb, the same happens with some verbs ending in ere. And we saw one of these, or we mentioned one of these recently, when Francesca was talking about something that she enjoys doing. What was the infinitive of that verb that you used? Leggere. Leggere. We know what that means. It's to read. To read. So the thing is, with that verb, we need to think about the sound of the G. Because with this particular one, sometimes it's hard, sometimes it's soft. So this one changes from person to person. And it's the kind of thing that you just really need to learn. I read would be... Leggo. So a double G, si. followed by the O, giving us a hard G sound. Uh-huh. Leggo. And then you read... Leggi. 
Okay, so there's no H or anything like that in no. there. It sounds as it does in the infinitive, leggi. Si. So the J sound of the leggere infinitive is remaining there in the leggi form. You read. What about he or she reads? Legge. Okay, so again, we've got a J sound, a gelato G. Si. Um, and then we read. Leggiamo. You read. Leggete. And then for the they read, we go back to the... G. Leggono. Leggono. Okay, so let's go through that verb again. Okay. Leggo, leggi, legge, leggiamo, leggete, leggono. Okay. So as we've said, there are some exceptions to the rules. Some verbs which ultimately become irregular and that they're not fully regular, they don't follow those regular patterns. And as we go on through our Italian learning, we'll come across more and more of these verbs. The best way to manage which ones in your head are regular and which ones are irregular is exposing yourself as to, to as many verbs as possible by reading and by listening, and you'll get used to the sound of these verbs. And you'll know that it can't possibly be leggio. It has to be leggo yes. for, for reading. <laughs> Think about reading a book about small Danish bricks. Leggo. Ah, oh, good idea. Buona idea, Mark. Of course, in, in Danish, I believe that uh, lego means uh, to play well or something like that. I don't know whether that's where the, the name comes from. I'm sure it's got something to do with I it. I don't know. <laughs> but leggo in Italian is definitely I read. Si. Okay, we are going to leave it there. We'll be doing more practice of this in our practice session, but for now, we'll leave it there. Okay. Interrompiamo questa trasmissione per una comunicazione importante. If you'd like to make faster progress with your Italian, don't forget that you can use the premium version of this course which features video versions of the lessons, comprehensive lesson notes and bonus listening materials. Allora, cosa aspetti? What are you waiting for? If you'd like to take your Italian to the next level, go to coffeebreakitalianplus.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, welcome back. It's time to practice some of what we've learned in this lesson, in the presentation. And we're going to begin by looking at a verb and asking Isla to conjugate that verb. That verb is scrivere, the verb to write. Okay, Isla, 
using what you've learned, using what you know already, can you conjugate the six parts of scrivere? Okay, I'll give it a go. Scrivo, scrivi, scrive, scriviamo, scrivete, scrivono. Okay, perfetto, Benissimo. molto sì. bene. Scrivo, I write, scrivi, you write, scrive, he or she writes. I hope you're doing your hand signals here. Scriviamo, breaststroke, we all write. Scrivete, you all write. And scrivono, they write. So that's scrivere, an ere verb, E-R-E. And it means, of course, to write. Let's take another ere verb and we'll get Ayla to conjugate this. Francesca, what other verb could we take? Um, An ere verb, uh, perdere. Perdere, a good verb if you happen to be wandering around uh, an Italian city doing some sightseeing and you lose something while you're, or you get lost yourself, actually. Ah, <laughs> that would be reflexive. <laughs> it would indeed be reflexive, yeah. <laughs> so let's take perdere, a regular ere verb, and see if we can conjugate that. We'll give our listeners some time to think and then Ayla can help us out. So first of all, I lose. Perdo. Perdo, okay. You lose. Perdi. Perdi, okay. He or she loses. Perde. Perde. We lose. Perdiamo. Perdiamo. You lose. Perdete. Uh-huh. And they lose. Perdono. Perdono. Okay, I think you've really got that loro thing sorted <laughs> out. The stress is sorted out. Excellent. Let's put some of this into some translations. Francesca, can you give us some sentences to translate from Italian into English using ere verbs? Okay. Allora, mm, scrivo una lettera. Let's hear that again. Scrivo una lettera. Ayla, can you translate that? Is that I am writing a letter? Yeah. Si, si, perfetto. I'm writing or I write I a write. letter. Yeah, it could be your, your simple present tense form. I write a letter or I'm writing a letter. Okay, what about another one? Scrive il suo cognome. Io ho una domanda, Francesca. Sì. Chi scrive? Hai detto scrive, ma chi è? Ah, è vero. Diciamo Giulia scrive il suo cognome. Giulia scrive il suo cognome. Ayla, can you remember what il cognome is? It's something that you might be asked for in a form when you're filling in a form at a hotel, for example. I'm thinking it might be your surname. Exactly. Il nome, the name, just a general word for the name, but il cognome, the surname. So, what is Giulia writing? Her surname. <laughs> Giulia scrive il suo cognome, and it's il suo, the, her surname, cognome. Okay, Francesca. Okay. Um, perdo sempre le mie chiavi. Okay, we've come across sempre before. What does that mean? Sì, it means always. Always. So let's hear the sentence again. Perdo sempre le mie chiavi. Ayla, can you work this one out? I always lose my key. Are you sure about key, my key? Oh, is it plural? So keys. Yeah, listen again. Sì, 
perdo sempre le mie chiavi. Okay. Yes, keys. Yeah, it's tricky because it's aqui una chiave. chiave, but then when it goes into the plural, it becomes chiavi. chiavi. And the my keys would be le mie chiavi. And my key would be la mia chiave. Tricky. Eh, un po' difficile. Okay. Sì, sì. <laughs> okay, I always lose my key, perdo, or my keys, perdo sempre le mie chiavi. Okay, let's do one more. Perdiamo il telecomando ogni giorno. Ma tu vivi nella mia casa? <laughs> Forse in tutte le case, così. <laughs> yes, this is something that happens in, in my house all the time. Let's hear it one more time. Okay. Perdiamo il telecomando ogni giorno. Okay, Ayla, do you know what the telecomando is? Would that be the remote control? It is indeed. So what's uh, Francesca saying here? She's saying that we lose the remote control every day. Every day. Ogni giorno. Ogni giorno. Okay, we're going to have a look at another ere verb, but this one is a little different as we saw earlier. We're going to look at the verb to read. Francesca, can you go through the conjugation please for this and we'll all repeat it after you. Va bene. Allora, to read is leggere. 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 And let's do the conjugation. I read. Leggo. Leggo. You read. Leggi. Leggi. And he, she, it or you formal read. Legge. Legge. And we read. Leggiamo. Leggiamo. You all read. Leggete. Leggete. And they read. Leggono. Leggono. So there we've got something different happening with the sound in the I part and the they part, the first person singular and the third person plural. Because in both those parts, the J of the infinitive, leggere, becomes a hard G sound. Leggo, I read. Leggono, they read. Otherwise, it's always J. Leggi, legge, leggiamo, leggete. But leggo and leggono. We saw that earlier. Let's take another verb that works in the same way. Ayla, can you conjugate this one? The verb is dipingere. Now, this is an interesting verb because it means to paint. Dipingere. Uh, I don't know whether you'll have heard this, Ayla. I think you're too young to have heard. Nel blu, dipinto di blu, felice di stare lassù, e volavo, volavo. Anyway, yeah. So, dipinto, painted, from the verb dipingere, to paint. Dipingere works the same way as leggere. So let's see if you can conjugate the whole verb in all six forms, remembering that pattern of leggere and the ones that change to a hard G sound. Okay, so how would you say I paint? Dipingo. 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 You paint. Dipingi. Dipingi, that's right. You go back to the j sound of the of the, the infinitive. Dipingi, you paint. Dipingi. Then he, she, it, or you formal paint. Dipingi. Dipingi, good. And then we paint. Dipingiamo. 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 We paint, and it's a j sound again. You all paint. Dipingete. 
Sì, dipingete. And then can you do they paint? Dipingono. Are you sure? Uh, nope. <laughs> so we're using that same pattern that happened with leggere, where the first person and the, the sixth person, the third person plural, have a hard sound, the hard G sound. So it's not dipingono, but... Dipingono. Dipingono, dipingono. They paint. I'm just thinking, we talked earlier about Nel Blu Dipinto di Blu, which is quite an old song. Perhaps a slightly more modern song would be the Eros Ramazzotti song, Bambino nel Tempo. Tu conosci questa canzone, Francesca? Ah, sì. The the chorus part of this uses dipingo. E dipingo a modo mio il mondo intorno a me, come un bambino nel tempo che non perde mai. Yeah, like like a child in the time that doesn't lose his curiosity sembri sua... veramente eros che <laughs> <laughs> uh, non perde mai so perde from perdere doesn't lose like a child who doesn't lose la sua curiosità uh, his curiosity or her curiosity a child that doesn't lose its curiosity I'm getting carried away here about Italian music am I? Oh. <laughs> yeah maybe we should come back to our verb conjugations but have a look for that one Bambino nel tempo uh, you can find it, I'm sure, on YouTube. We'll put a link in the sì. show notes. Mark, puoi veramente vincere il Festival di Sanremo? <laughs> I really don't think that I'm going to be winning any Sanremo Festival anytime soon with my version of Bambino nel Tempo. However, funny that you should say that because vincere is another very uh, good verb. Yeah, it's it works exactly in the same way. It follows the same pattern. So the same pattern. This time we're not going from j to g, but ch to very, very similar. But let's think about vincere, to win, uh, and let's conjugate vincere. So I win, applying that same rule, not j to g, but ch to k. How would you say I win, Ayla? Would it be vinco? Vinco, okay. Sì, perfetto. I win, vinco. And if I'm not going to be winning the, the Sanremo Festival, but Francesca, you're going to be winning the festival, I would say you win... Vinci. Vinci. Or if it's Isla that's going to be winning the, the Sanremo Festival, we would say she wins. Vince. Vince, or he wins, or you polite win, and so on. So Vince. Vince. And then if we are all winning as a group. Vinciamo. 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 And if all our listeners, if you're all winning as a, an assembled group of choristers, Vincete. Vincete. But if it's actually Eros Ramazzotti and Domenico Modugno and Laura Pausini, if they're winning, it would be... Vincono. Vincono. And we're going back to the hard C sound there of vincono. Vinco and vincono. Because, of course, the C is followed by an O and not an I or an E. And that's our Italian pronunciation rules coming into play there. Okay, it's almost time to finish our practice session, but I think before we do that, we need to do a couple of translations from English into Italian. This lesson, we've done some Italian into English, but it's now time to look at some English into Italian. So, Francesca, I believe you've prepared some sentences for us. Allora, numero uno, per favore, Francesca. Sì, Alfredo is writing a letter. Okay, so here we're just thinking of a simple present tense. Alfredo is writing a letter or just Alfredo writes a letter.
Ayla, can you help us with this? Alfredo writes or is writing a letter. Alfredo scrive una lettera. Una lettera. Lettera. Una lettera. Alfredo scrive una lettera. Alfredo scrive una lettera. Perfetto. Numero due. Sì, I'll have a chicken pizza. Seriously? <laughs> I want to know if Ayla likes it or not. <laughs> I oh. love chicken pizza. Ah. <laughs> Okay, I've never heard those words come out of, of Francesca's mouth, I'll have a chicken pizza. <laughs> We're of course talking here about what you say when you're ordering something in a restaurant and really what you're saying is I take, using that verb prendere. So I'll have, or literally, I take a chicken pizza or a pizza to the chicken. Okay, Ayla. Prendo una pizza al polo. Perfetto. Ah, no, non è perfetto. <laughs> well, the, the Italian was perfect. <laughs> sì, sì, l'italiano è perfetto. Prendo una pizza al polo. Okay, numero tre. Numero tre. The children are painting in the kitchen. Okay, Ayla, the, the children are painting, they paint, in the kitchen. I'll give it a go. I bambini dipingono in cucina. Wow, Brava. perfetto. Sì, i bambini dipingono in cucina. And there we've got dipingono, the hard G sound, of course, even though it's dipingere, but it's followed by an O in dipingono, so we need to have a hard G. I bambini dipingono in cucina. Okay, last one. L'ultima, sì. When we play tennis, she always wins. Remember we say something like play at tennis. Okay, when we play tennis or when we play at tennis, she always wins. Maybe a little help here with the order of she always wins. The most Italian way of saying this would be she wins always. Okay. That might help. Uh -huh. When we play at tennis, she wins always. Allora, Ayla, puoi fare questa traduzione, per favore? I'm not entirely sure, so you might need to help me out, but would it be quando giochiamo a tennis, lei vince sempre? Perfetto, molto bene. Quando giochiamo a tennis, lei vince sempre. Ok, so when we play at tennis... She wins always. Lei vince sempre. If we weren't being very specific about it, she wins rather than I win, we could just say vince sempre. But here we're sort of specifying that she always wins. I never win. She always wins. Ayla, a quick question. If you were writing down the verb giochiamo, we play, yes. how would you spell that? Would it be G-I-O-C-H? I am -o? Exactly. That H is needed in the written form because of the K sound. We need to keep the giochiamo and therefore we put in an H. Otherwise it would be giochiamo and that doesn't sí. really sound very Italian. No. Okay, that's where we're going to leave this episode. We've been doing some translation practices in this episode. And of course, there are more translation practices available for you in the bonus audio materials associated with this lesson. 
Indeed, every single lesson of Coffee Break Italian has a bonus audio episode in which you can put your Italian to test further. That's also, along with video versions of our main lessons and a comprehensive lesson notes which will help you understand everything that's covered in the lesson. All of that available at coffeebreakitalianplus.com. And don't forget, you can practice your Italian by joining us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash coffeebreakitalian. E come sapete, siamo anche su Twitter. Seguiteci su Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. We are at Learn Italian. Allora, è tutto per oggi. We hope that you've enjoyed this episode and that you've built a little more Italian vocabulary and understanding of the grammar that will let you create your own Italian and manipulate the language saying what you want to say. Grazie a tutti e arrivederci. Ci vediamo presto, ciao. Ciao, ciao. You have been listening to a production of the Coffee Break Academy for the Radiolingua Network. Copyright 2017, Radiolingua Limited. Recording copyright 2017, Radiolingua Limited. All rights reserved. <laughs>